Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's 9.30 in 716. Good morning. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazarowski. Outside, currently looking at a lot of rain here outside of our Amherst studios. 62 degrees in Buffalo. Authorities are investigating whether anyone knew in advance about the plan to attack the tops on Jefferson Avenue. The Buffalo News and Channel 4 reporting that a retired federal agent believed to be from Texas was one of at least six people who regularly communicated with the gunman. About 30 minutes before he opened fire in the Topps parking lot, the shooter posted a racist diatribe invitations to watch the massacre live on the social media site Discord. Law enforcement working to determine whether those invitations were accepted. Meanwhile, the outreach to residents on Buffalo's east side who have been impacted by the shooting has been immense. But how long will it last? WBEN's Tom Puckett is here with more. Feed more West New York's Catherine Schick says outreach will continue along Jefferson Avenue. In partnership with Erie County and our local community partners, we have developed a plan for additional emergency food distributions, and they will last uh, through July 8th for the moment. Schick says the distribution will take place tomorrow at the Resource Council on East Ferry, followed by food distributions twice a week. Reverend Terry King of the Resource Council says his commitment to the community is as long as it takes. One of the things we're waiting to hear is is where tops are in the process of their store um, and the reopening of the store. Um, hopefully, um, we're hopeful that, that by early part of July we'll have some other answers and dates. And, and if we need to extend beyond that into the summer, um, we're in this for the community. King is looking at a long-term plan to continue helping residents along Jefferson Avenue. Hear more about that online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. Meanwhile, over in Texas, angry parents in Uvalde demanding answers regarding how police responded to the shooter who killed 19 children and two adults inside an elementary school on Tuesday. Official timelines show about an hour gap between police arriving at the school and going into the school to shoot and kill the 18-year-old suspect. In that hour, police say they were evacuating children from the school and establishing a perimeter reportedly waited for backup before moving in. In a combative, uncomfortable news conference, Texas officials strained to provide answers about how a mass shooter killing young children roamed uncontested in a school for nearly an hour without police approaching him. They moved back and they stayed back for nearly an hour waiting for backup. Parents were furious even then. You're scared to get shot? I'll go in with all of them. That's Jim Dolan reporting. 
Andrew Dimbert says local police held an active shooter drill just days before. The officers were taking part in a course where first responders are taught that time is the number one enemy during active shooter response, and an active shooter scene will usually be required to place themselves in harm's way and display uncommon acts of courage. Meanwhile, President Joe Biden and the First Lady will visit Uvalde on Sunday. One of the victims in the massacre, 10-year-old Tessa Mata, Maria Vela Riel, talked to her family, her mother, father, and sister, all overcome by grief. Father Jerry Mata. After seeing all these massacres that have been going on over the years, I, I do think that they need to step up and, you know, enough is enough. And we've also learned the husband of one of the two teachers that was killed at the school suffered a fatal heart attack on Wednesday. There's news of possible bipartisan gun reform in the Senate. Texas Senator John Cornyn returning to Washington from the scene of the tragedy. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell encouraging him to meet with Democrats and see if there's a path forward. I'm not interested in the same old tired talking points. I'm actually interested in what we can do to make the terrible events that occurred in Uvalde less likely. Cornyn spoke with another senator whose state was touched by tragedy. Democrat Chris Murphy from Connecticut. We don't have a lot of time. I mean, there's a sense of urgency in the country. Now on the table, background checks for gun stores, gun shows and online sales, and red flag measures allowing courts to temporarily remove guns from people deemed dangerous. That's Rachel Scott reporting. Back here in Buffalo and Erie County, another hurdle has been cleared on the way to a new Bills stadium in Orchard Park. WBEN's Brayton Wilson has more. It's another step in the right direction for a new Buffalo Bills stadium as the Erie County Legislature has approved the Memorandum of Understanding for the new facility that's set to open in 2026. I said today that I'm happy that we finally moved it forward. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of everything shakes out, and I hope that you know, the legislature can be more a part of the process and not kept in the dark as much as we were leading up to the MOUs. Finalization. That's Legislature Minority Leader Joe Larigo. It was a unanimous vote by the legislature to approve the stadium deal going forward, as now the focus will shift towards some of the long-form agreements that need to be finalized by September 1st. This also includes a new community benefits agreement that's been a talking point for a new stadium. Executive Vice President of Pagula Sports and Entertainment Ron Okuya says they look forward to hearing from everyone on what's needed by the time shovels hit the ground for construction. Well, you know, we're going to listen to our partners. We're going to listen to the community. Look forward to having those conversations. I know they've been meeting regularly. We've been getting our ducks in a row and you know those things will be coming pretty quickly over the next few weeks. More on the approval of the MOU for the new Bill Stadium is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Right, Brayton, thank you. We'll continue to be following that. Well, if you're planning on traveling this Memorial Day weekend, get ready for busy airports and roads despite that rising cost of gas and airfare. The surge in inflation and gas prices not stopping the urge for millions of Americans to travel this Memorial Day weekend. AAA spokesman Andrew Gross says more than 39 million people will travel 50 miles or more during the holiday weekend. The majority of them will be hitting the roads. We've never had a Memorial Day travel period where so many people are going to be going by car. At the same time, you have these high gas prices. A gallon of regular now tops $4 in all 50 states. Dan Johnson at a gas stop is traveling from Pennsylvania to Boston. My wife's family's, uh, her sister's graduating from Tufts University in Boston, so we really didn't have a choice. And 
we just toughed it up and you know whatever the gas price is we have to unfortunately we have to pay for it but you know we want to go visit our family so this is the cost that's involved millions of americans are also flying with ticket prices also soaring on average 30 percent more expensive than 2019 before the pandemic hit Michelle Franz and ABC News. And ahead of the an expected update coming today on the global monkeypox outbreak from the World Health Organization, Dr. Maria Verkirkhove was addressing some misinformation about spread of the virus. This is not a sexually transmitted infection. Um, we do know that monkeypox does transmit primarily from physical contact, skin to skin contact, um, and that includes sexual contact. Dr. Maria Van Kirkhove answering questions on the World Health Organization's Facebook page. And it should be a busy weekend in the movie theaters because Top Gun and Maverick, it's been talked about for years, finally here. Here comes some jeans. Director Joe Kaczynski tells me he knows there's a lot of pressure on this sequel. The first film set the bar very high. And from the flying scenes to getting the script just right. Everything was hard on this film, but it should be. You know, you're making Top Gun. That doesn't even factor in a two-year pandemic delay, but he hopes this gives people a reason to go to the movie theater. And makes them feel like they're a Top Gun pilot for two hours. Top Gun Maverick could be Tom Cruise's first $100 million North America opening of his career. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Rain showers likely this morning. Some scattered showers this afternoon with temperatures in the low 70s. For tonight, mostly cloudy with scattered showers, maybe a rumble of thunder. Overnight lows near 60 on Saturday. Rain showers in the morning. Then you're going to find clearing in the afternoon with temperatures in the upper 60s. Mid to upper 70s with sunshine on Sunday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Brian Del Porto is joining us this morning, Director of Security for Niagara Falls Public uh, City Schools, former Niagara Falls Police Chief. Uh, Brian, we're glad you could join us. We're going to talk about school security in a minute. But first, I want to bring up Uvalde, Texas. And now the information we have that it took an hour to take out the gunman from that classroom. What's going through your head? Well, good morning. Um, You know, all the recent police training post Columbine um, departments are are completely revamped to make entry into a school to stop the threat immediately. Um, why that happened, um, you know, at this point, I think it's it's unknown. But I do think we need to wait to see exactly um, why that occurred. Certainly, on face value, um, at this point, it seems like it was a it was a critical error for sure. But I think it's important to find out all the facts before we rush to that conclusion. Yeah, we don't know all of what went on, but we do know some just from video uh, that people were took taking outside of the scene, police stopping parents from going in and not going in themselves. I This just appears to be negligent at best and possibly much worse. When you look at this response, as you mentioned, it goes against everything we've heard over the last 20 years about how to respond to this. I, the, if what we're hearing now is what happened, I mean, that has to, what would be the ramifications? I can't even wrap my head around uh, police officers taking no action in this. Well, I think certainly, certainly negligence. I mean, if, if that is the case and that would, what and that's what bears out through the investigation um i think what is gonna bear out um 
if they were negligent and that's what they did, it's going to come down to training and exactly what training that department had in terms of uh, active shooter training. And I think really that's the key. Uh, And you can never get um, lax in your training as a police department. Um, Unfortunately, different departments have different trainings and, you know, different states have different requirements. So I think that's what really needs to be um, looked into in terms of, you know, if there was a failure, and there certainly does seem to be a failure, what exactly was the training that those officers had? And if they did have the training, then there's certainly some negligence on the officer's part. Uh, from your perspective, uh, you, you now work inside of a school, a long time uh, police chief in Niagara Falls. I, even with it, and it does, uh, we have learned that th- these officers went through a, a, some sort of active shooter training not long before this happened. I, even without the training, just the, uh, you know, personally, I mean, as uh, somebody who's been in these positions before, I, I mean, personally, wouldn't you think that somebody would have taken action, not paused and, and you know, can find somebody to a classroom and said, OK, we're good for now? I do. Uh, Certainly when you put on a gun and badge and and raise your hand and swear that oath to protect and serve, I think um, that's certainly your obligation. Um, You know, I've seen, you know, instances where officers have had to make entry into certain houses or buildings and putting their lives on the line for others. And that's that's kind of what you sign up for, to be quite honest with you. So I, I agree there there needs to be um, some type of resolution, some type of investigation to find out exactly what happened. And if there is negligence, people do need to be held accountable because that is um, what you signed up for. And if that wasn't, you know, what you were willing to do, then you probably shouldn't have been in that line of work. It's almost like a gut instinct, I would think, in, in your field. There is hypervigilance this week now when it comes to awareness and alertness in public settings, especially schools. What has changed this week in your schools in Niagara Falls? Well, certainly we've increased the police presence working with our our Niagara Falls Police Department, who have been great. Um, In my experience, either in the police world or now working for schools, um, all the districts have great relationships with their local police departments. The issue, in my opinion, is going to be long-term sustainability. Departments can put extra officers on um, to be out front of schools and to be inside of the schools, but Really, the question is the long-term sustainability of that school um, and that building, and I think it's more than just armed police officers. That's certainly one of the um, factors that will make our school safe. However, I think, um, you know, it needs to be an, an ongoing thing, the physical security of the building, training for teachers and staff, um, and it really it can't just be a knee-jerk reaction to one incident, um, and then after a week it goes away and everyone everyone forgets about it. It really does need, um, the security of our schools really does need to be a top priority, um, as much of a priority as the curriculum. Yeah, that um, idea that, okay, not everyone forgets about it after a week or so. Uh, a lot of these security measures are in place, but you know, we've heard from a lot of people, callers or people texting into us about, you know, workarounds say, okay, doors are locked, but, you know, we know of, oh, hey, you know, I, I know you or just somebody, even if you don't know the person, oh, somebody opening a door for somebody else or 
key cards not working in some school districts, resulting in doors not being locked where they should be. Um, You can have a plan in place, but continuing to follow it day after day, uh, what does it take to make sure that happens? Well, it takes takes everyone... Um, that is works or even attends the schools and it really goes back you know it, it takes the entire community um, and we can't lose sight of why we do lock those doors right and and why we can't prop open um, leave doors propped open so people can get in it, it has to be an ongoing thing but it really it, it goes much deeper than law enforcement it has to be everyone's responsibility to include uh, the faculty to include the students so training for for both of them um, would be helpful but everybody has to it, 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 security of these schools has to be a priority um, by everyone and uh, I think that's where we need to be uh, moving forward Brian I want to know this has come up before and it's bubbling up again, the call to arm teachers that are willing. What do you think of that? Well, I think at this point, I think it's time to put all the options on the table and have an open, honest discussion. Um, That's a decision for school boards, but I think it's also a decision for for the community at large to get involved in. Um, Unfortunately, there's no one magic bullet that can fix this problem. Um, All options really have to be on the table. Um, I would just caveat that with saying, you know, if that were one of the options, people have to understand to carry a firearm in the course of your duty and act as a police officer essentially takes an extensive amount of training. So that's something that would have to be considered. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying something that has to be considered. We can't just arm anyone um, and put them into a school and expect them to take quick action. It takes an extensive amount of training that everyone has to be willing to either go through or adopt in the district. So I think that's a discussion for the community, for the school boards. But at this point, with the incidents that have happened and keep reoccurring, I I don't think you take anything off the table. Um, And I think you you have to have an open, honest discussion of what the community wants to keep their school safe. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.